How the hell you doing, Brainiacs? Long Island Ice-T here, ready to watch Pro Graps with you. And no, we're not watching Crime Time this week. We're watching the man who put Brooklyn on the map because he won our poll question for this week because he is the subject of this week's wrestling mystery wrestling theater. I'm never going to get this goddamn title right, Wired. Son of a bitch. Mystery <laughs> wrestling theater. Rapungi 3069. Yes, it's the show where we all watch pro wrestling together. We watch the best pro wrestling together. And this week, we're watching the best of the Brooklyn Brawler. I am Long Allen Ice-T. I am joined by the Sultan of social media here on Brain Buster Radio, a man called Wired. Wired, how many votes did the broken Brooklyn Brawler get on Instagram? We had over 500 casted on this episode uh, between the oddities and the Brooklyn Brawler and 314 to 191 Brooklyn Brawler. Uh, I guess is is what's on everybody's mind this week. Yeah, and that's probably why the oddities didn't win because I, I do not have an Instagram account yet. <laughs> I, I don't know why the hell I would have one because I think it's the same thing as Twitter, but that's just what I hear. It's Twitter with pictures. Triple J. Triple well, J's here, everybody. Have pictures on it anyway. Uh, it's it's a whole thing. I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. We had a Twitter poll too. Really the grand. Brooklyn Brawler won that as well. Triple J's here. Watching some programs. He brought the popcorn. The salt the social media man called Wired. He snuck in some Twizzlers. And we have Moose the Mark, who is who's bringing who brought his cell phone into the movie theater. I, I, I Moose the Mark, you can't be doing that, man. And the ham sandwich. I, look, I, I pay for my ticket. They have the right to reject me if they can catch me, but no one ever does. Why does anyone talk about that? Well, the Did good thing get- about oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, the good thing about the Mystery Wrestling Theater Rapongi 3069 is that it's BYOB, or D, really, any drink. I, I, I've got a nice uh, glass of Costco whiskey here, and I'm ready to watch some goddamn Brooklyn Brawler matches. Mil Calsonis, the doctor, is in with the projector. Mil Calsonis, how many, how many Brooklyn Brawler matches you got queued up for us today? What? I can't hear you. You want me to run the projector? I can't hear you from up here. No, no, run it? No, no, don't run the projector yet. Hold on. Turn the music down, Mil Calsonis. Can you turn that down? Man, we're asking him a lot. He's running the projector and all the music. Goddamn. Mil Calsonis, can you hear me now? I need a window up here. I can't see the What? How many Brooklyn Brawler matches do you have queued up, Vato? Uh, Three. Three matches? Well, we got a lot more than that. And 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 another and like a promo. Okay. All right. Good. Well, all of that that we're gonna watch today, Brainiacs, is on the podcast feed itself and on BrainBusterRadio.com. So this is how Mystery Wrestling Theater Rapongi three thousand sixty nine works. We give you the links. Direct it directly takes you to the exact timestamp for the match on the WWE Network or the promo because we're gonna watch one of those, and you could queue them up, and we're gonna watch them together. And experience the best of the Brooklyn Brawler because the Brooklyn Brawler is a legend and I think a future WWE Hall of Famer wire, don't you say? Of course. I mean, the man, the most notable uh, jobber in the history of wrestling, the Brooklyn Brawler. He now, has, la- he has- well, la- last week we talked about Gilbert. You think he's bigger and better than Gilbert? 
I think more notable, noticeable, I guess, is Gilbert had a small little stint of time. The Brooklyn Brawler's been doing this for 35 years. So I, I'm going to give it to the Brooklyn Brawler uh, just because of the, the, the longevity. What about you, Triple J? Brooklyn Brawler, will he be a WWE Hall of Famer? And do you, would you give him the title of greatest, quote-unquote, jobber of all time? Uh, surely he should be a Hall of Famer. I, I'm wondering about uh, maybe this year. I mean, they usually do the Hall in the Garden. But, uh, you know, perhaps they could switch that up to the Barclays and what better place to do that. Uh, Greatest enhancement talent of all time. Uh, Kurt Hawkins is giving him a run for his money right now. He's got a streak. As of of this recording, I'd go brawler all the way. Moose the Mark, you used to live in Brooklyn. I used to live in Brooklyn. And I feel like the Brooklyn brawler, not just in pro wrestling, very influential just to the culture of Brooklyn. You know, a lot of people dress like him these days. Oh, yeah. You know, Brooklyn. every day I wake up and, well, you know, I used to walk to work and there'd be this this big graffiti on the side of a building of Steve Lombardi's, you know, <laughs> disgusting face, just 80 <laughs> feet high. Oh, God. Side of a beautiful brownstone. <laughs> Did you think the Brooklyn Brawler was going to start a fashion trend 20 years past his time in Brooklyn? Just curious. I, I mean, I... I, I I didn't, but I'm glad he's around to see it. I don't think anyone's been more of an iconoclast, uh, 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 a game-changing, paradigm-shifting fashion superstar the way Steve Lombardi has, and he's so humble about it. He is. He he wouldn't even he wouldn't even hesitate to yeah <laughs> he wouldn't hesitate to deflect any of the of his success. But you know that you're right. The, those more famous than the Andre the Giant obey. Uh, graffiti in Brooklyn. You see Brooklyn Brawler with the cigar everywhere you go in Brooklyn. Uh, can anyone, any one of you motherfuckers tell me something about the Brooklyn Brawler? Who is this guy exactly? There are a lot of young brainiacs listening to like, what the hell's a Brooklyn Brawler? Uh, yeah, I mean, for, you know, for some of the younger crowd out there, you know, before he was the Brooklyn Brawler, he was just Steve Lombardi, uh, you know, enhancement talent. Hell of a mechanic in the ring. You got to remember, you know, this is a different time. There were no Monday Night Raws. There, there were no SmackDown Lives. You know, people. He was getting fed to guys like, you know, uh, Hercules, King Kong Bundy, Hulk Hogan. You know, he he had a job to do, and that was make the star look good. And by God, he did just that. So yeah, Brooklyn Brawler, Lifetime, you can call him Jobber. I, I prefer to call him Enhancement Talent. But he's not just like some loser who would go in the ring and lose because for a time, he was given a mini spotlight, right? He was, he, he was managed yeah. by Bobby the Brain Heenan and billed as an undefeated street brawler from Brooklyn, New York. Never lost the street fight. He lost many WWF matches, but he never lost in an alley in Brooklyn, whether it was Bed-Stuy or, or, or anywhere else, uh, Bushwick, Moose the Mark, the Brooklyn Brawler never lost on the streets of Brooklyn. No, Long Island, and Brooklyn never forgot that either. You know, the neighborhood's undergone so many changes over Steve Lombardi's long career, but, you know, it's, he's always had its back. He's always put it on its back, or on his back, rather. He put the burrow on his back, and I know when I lived in Brooklyn – you know, everyone was thankful for it. I thought you still lived in Brooklyn, Moose. No, I'm in Queens. Really? Home of, I'm, I'm in the home of Colin Cassidy, the future beater of Daniel Bryan, and the yeah. stealer of amusement park like line height signs. <laughs> 
Well, you mean, or or you mean Kurt Hawkins if you're talking uh, Brooklyn Brawler and you know guys of his ilk. Kurt Hawkins yeah. also a famous son of Queens, but the Brooklyn Brawler, uh, contrary to popular belief, was in Brooklyn before gentrification. Did you? I did not know that until we. I did my research for today's program. And some would say he started yeah. <laughs> that trend of what the, uh, the new. <laughs> Are, are Wait, doing, right? Moose, Moose the Mark, would you credit Brooklyn Brawler for the gentrification of Brooklyn? I mean, you know, people are followers, Long Island. Not everyone can be leaders. And some people, when you see someone, you know, doing such amazing work and living his best life, you know, you <laughs> want to be where he is. You want to catch those vibes and you want to share it with the world. Yeah, before Steve Lombardi, there were no dog parks in Greenpoint. I'll say that. <laughs> I think uh, Dr. Calzonis is getting tired up there. Can can we get him to start this projector? Dr. Calzonis, are you ready to fire up the first uh, great Brooklyn Brawler feature here for us? Oh, no, it's all right. I don't want popcorn Long Island. That's fine. No, I said, are you ready for the first match? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. You want me to press play? All right, hold on. Let's cool. Triple J is going to count down everybody. Cool. So, Brady, pull, pull, yeah, pull, pull those curtains back in front of the screen so yeah. we can see it. Yeah, lights, please. All right, Brady, let's fire up the Brain Buster Radio. <sighs> Here we go. It's so hard. Mystery Wrestling Theater Rapongi 3069. We're going to go to our first Brooklyn Brawler feature. This is the best of the Brooklyn Brawler. Jake, the Triple J, the first brawler match will be the brawler versus bad news brown and hopefully one of you has uncle dave's uh uh feature on this match i don't know when the hell this match took place but the brooklyn brawler versus bad news brown triple j will be our first match and whenever you're ready you could uh, set it up and count us down we've provided the link on brainbusterradio.com and of course the brainbuster radio podcast feed yeah, this is the Brawler versus Bad News Brown. Once you click on the link, uh, you should pause it. You know, as soon as it starts playing at, at one hour, 23 minutes and 44 seconds, uh, Gene Okerlin, Hall of Famer, uh, good, you know, close, long-time personal friend should be on the screen. And we are going to press play in three, two, one. And here we go. This is primetime wrestling, June 19th. 1989. And, and I, is that Rock and Robin? <laughs> I love his entrance. There? He was already there. <laughs> the brawler is not wasted time. See, this is what made the brawler who he was. He's got he has no pockets because they're all ripped. He doesn't he doesn't have time for fucking putting wallets Whoop. in his pants. Whoop. And he's good. This is amazing. Whoop. This is this is Harlem versus Brooklyn. This is settling. <laughs> One of the great feuds in the history of New York City right here. Yeah, and he, was, he was taking it right to Bad News Brown until Bad News, you know, put that boot up and the tides have turned drastically. I, I mean, you want to talk about a subway series, Long Island. This is it. Harlem to Brooklyn. You take the A train all the way to to Payne Town. And this know. was this was this was a really pants. I really want some of those pants. I'm not gonna lie. Well, like they're acid look, washed. Look, you look, can't even find those nowadays. It's all there in the name, folks. It's in the marquee. It's what you paid to see. You didn't get you didn't pay to see oh! the Brooklyn. You didn't pay to see the Brooklyn Matt technician. You didn't see to pay to see the Brooklyn uh aerial acrobat. You paid to see the Brooklyn brawler, and by God, he's gonna brawl. Yeah, this, no, no. So obviously no, this 
this feud was set up because the Bad News Brown said this goddamn cracker is infiltrating my <laughs> my, my my cousin's hood, and he's trying. This match was all about gentrification. Uh, the Brooklyn Brawler here is wearing. A, oh, he's biting him, and he's also. This is a rare instance where the Brooklyn Brawler is wearing, I think, a Brooklyn Dodgers T-shirt instead of a Yankees shirt. Looks like it's from 1955 too. I like how he has elbow pads. <laughs> <laughs> well, streets are their streets are solid. You know, concrete. You can't. What? Yeah, this this match is really all about turf. I think. <laughs> yeah this this <laughs> match this, uh, match this match uh, took place in 1989, but this was actually a feud they rehashed because it happened actually earlier in the 80s and inspired the movie The Warriors. Correct, Moose the Mark. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, along that, everyone knows John Carpenter is a huge WWE fan. You could see its influence. I mean, he's best friends with Roddy Roddy Piper. He cast him, and you know, they live arguably, you know, a, a career-making role for the Hot Rod. Wait, is the Warriors a John Carpenter flick? No, you know what? It's not actually. I always, <laughs> I always think it is, but it's not. It's just the most. It's got some of that music that would make you think it is. Yeah, no, it's extremely John Carpenter. I think I get mixed uh, up with Escape from New York. There is well, an extreme amount of shirts in the crowd that are all striped. I don't know if you guys are noticing this or not. I'm not understanding the trend back in 1989. I'm trying to get a look at what, what underwear the Brooklyn Brawler is wearing because his ass is half exposed. <laughs> yeah. Long Island, how much do you think the Brooklyn Brawler paid for his pants there and how much do you think they're worth now? <laughs> <laughs> to, buy, to buy pants, yeah. this acid-washed... And this I can tell you right now that's that's not cheap. These I know are, back then it was probably like three bucks, and then now it's eighty five dollars. I'm pretty sure he got them from like a St. Vincent de Paul bin that he just you know <laughs> <laughs> just like ripped them out on his way. Home. It's See, funny he, be, he did. Be, because Russell Westbrook models these pants for three hundred and fifty dollars a pop now. It's crazy. I'm wearing these Brooklyn Brawling brand. That's what I'm. The wearing. wear and tear the Brooklyn Brawler has on those pants were all you know custom. He he did that himself. Nowadays you got to pay per hour to get that hey. type of. Guys, this referee's not Shane, is it? No, it's no, not. That's uh, I believe this referee. To- I mean, I'm, I hate to kill the move, but I think he tragically passed away at some point. Now that's Tony. Um, that's the, Tony. Damn it! I always forget his name, but I think he refereed WrestleMania three's main event, Hogan and Andre Morelli. I think that's uh, that's that's uh, Gorilla Monsoon's son, I believe, oh. is the referee in this match. And if you ever saw a man walking in, oh look at that thumb poke. Oh, that, that was just blighting well, there. Whoever this referee it's is, he's letting happen. He's letting illegal chokes on the ground happen, and our thumbs. See, the thing about Brooklyn is. Uh, they throw great clotheslines like that right there. Great lariats. <laughs> These <are> so... <laughs> Steve Lombardi was always known for his great worked punches as well. Uh, a man walking down an alley in Brooklyn wearing elbow pads, though. You just steer the fuck away from him. You walk the other way, walk into the fairway, or where, 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 what was your what's your grocery cho- store of choice in Brooklyn? Look, there's the ghetto blaster. It's over. There you go. That's your match, Steve Lombardi, the Brooklyn Brawler, doing Jeez. the job. What did, what did, did Dave look, Meltzer say about Brown this match? Great. Unfortunately, the Observer Online Archive does not go back to 1989. I cannot weigh in on this match. Well, I'm pretty sure he gave it a four stars, at least. I'm just guessing. That sounds about right. <laughs> now, has any is anybody getting hungry looking at Bad News Brown's pepperoni nipples? Because I have a hankering <laughs> for pizza. Now... <laughs> 
Um, uh, Triple J, last week you said you it really made you want to watch the a Raw. I guess when you were watching some Gilbert clips, I feel like like this with this prime time. I, I, I just again, yeah, I, I don't want to. I want to <laughs> crank up the volume and not just kind of sit back. It's more for the banter, like in studio, you know, more than. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you got those those great, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan versus Zeus shirts there. You know, this had to be around the time of No Holds Barred because you got Rip there in the back. Brooklyn uh, Brawler, he he did his best there with Bad News Brown. Bad News Brown in 1989. I'm I'm trying to think. Is that after he won that battle royal at WrestleMania June? Yeah, he WrestleMania five, right? Triple J, he won the battle royal at WrestleMania five. Uh, I I cannot confirm that off the top of my head. Uh, bad news, man yeah, the bad news Brown uh, was you know a huge huge acquisition for the WWF back then. Oh, the after Canada. bad news won it. Yeah, and and the Brooklyn Brawler there. You, you mean the bad bad news Brown was just so close to becoming a main eventer in WWF. Uh, the Brooklyn Brawler did his best, some of his best work though. I, I've I really if you. If you think about it, some of the most offense I've ever seen him get in a match. Yeah, he did get it a lot there. You know, it, for for us calling him a you know jobber or enhancement talent, that match went much longer than you know current enhancement. A, lari- a lariat that rivals Stan Hansen. What's he, your he, fav- got, he got a lot of shit in. What's your favorite uh, Brooklyn Brawler move, Moose the Mark? I mean, I, it's it's all about the ground game. I mean, did you see that 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 top mount with the with the punches to the head? I mean, this guy, you want to talk one of the best pure strikers in this business. Once he gets you on the ground and gets on top of you and starts punching you, it's gonna hurt. Uh, see, but I, I I think the brawler is more known for you know dastardly tactics. You know, rake anything where he's poking or raking eyes. You know, uh, you know. Dragging you ac- across that top rope, anything dastardly like that is what I think of him. I'll tell you what. What really caught my attention was his speed. He had some speed, some some very quick, what? some quickness in this match. He getting was, out of the way of was spraying. Yes, that's true. He was. This was how many years ago? Now thirty, twenty nine years ago was that match. Now, the Brooklyn Brawler would get into a ring, and as a child, when you would see the Brooklyn Brawler, what was the thought in your mind? And what was your perception of the the borough of Brooklyn, of Brooklyn? Uh, see, actually, I never really thought about you know, the, the borough of Brooklyn whenever I, I saw the brawler. I, I just mostly thought of, you know, dirty is what I thought of. I really do think it, it painted an unfortunate picture of Brooklyn, which is so much more than ripped T-shirts and ripped jeans and filthy filthy italians with cigars in their faces it's it's a spectacular place it's it's culture but the brooklyn brawler projected kind of i don't know not the right image of brooklyn would you say moose the mark as a kid what was your what was your perception of brooklyn growing up because the brooklyn brawler always made me feel like it was a place full of losers who smoke cigars and scratch their ball sacks he's like the al bundy of wrestling I mean, to to be perfectly honest, you know, when I think of Brooklyn, I don't think of Al Bundy. I think of Al Bano, and I think of the Super Mario Brothers, and I, you know, that that's that that was sort of my vision of Brooklyn growing up. Uh, two plumbers who worked in a in a shitty brownstone below a bridge, and somewhere down below them, there's four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles just drinking pizza and having a good time. Now, do you think the Brooklyn Brawler? Pizza. 
drinking pizza, yes. Yeah. Well, some in Brooklyn, that's what they do because it's so greasy. Now, yeah. the Brooklyn brawler. What do you think his occupation was before he became a brawl, a professional brawler? I mean, well, he couldn't have been a plumber because he would have. He's not Duke the Dumpster Drossy. He was a baseball player and a clown. Wow. <laughs> that's that's coming up a little bit later. Yeah. Well, right now, let's watch some modern brawler. What do you say? Uh, Dr. Calsonis, you up there? Doctor. Yeah, I'm up there. I'm up all the way up here. I'm, I'm running. He's Dr. Calsonis, all right. You got the projector, but we've we watched one Brooklyn brawler match so far. Uh what do what do people in Mexico and the Latino community think of the Brooklyn Brawler who never really said anything racist, but I think just looking at him made you feel like he was racist, didn't he? <laughs> it, look, it felt like uh, if you were to see him walking across the street, uh, you either throw change at him and, and then you just cross the street. I have a feeling Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Brawler back in the in the nineteen eighties, the word "spick" was in his fat vocabulary for sure. He was a bad character from a Spike Lee movie. <laughs> yeah, if the Brooklyn Brawler was played by someone in a Spike Lee joint, it'd be Danny Aiello for sure, right? <laughs> this motherfucker, <laughs> this this scumbag. <laughs> well. Uh, the Brooklyn Brawler got a taste. One day, can you believe it? We might say the President of the United States faced the Brooklyn Brawler in a wrestling match at Madison Square Garden because it did happen. February 28, 2000, Triple J. That's the next uh, piece we're going to watch here on the Best of the Brooklyn Brawler. Set everyone up, please. Yeah, this is the Brooklyn Brawler taking on The Rock. And this is uh, episode 353 of Monday Night Raw. This is in the garden, you said? Uh, Yes, yes, yes. It's in Madison Square Garden, the home of Ring of Honor and AAA now. That's a whole other issue. Maybe we'll get there uh, later on in the week. But, yeah, you want to click on that link there. Uh, You should be at 41 minutes and 30 seconds right now. And we are going to start this in three, two, one. And there it is, MSG, mm-hmm. a place the WWF used to go to, but now it's too expensive to uh, put on shows on television. And but, and what what era of The Rock is this? Like he's he's turned face, I guess, after his first title reign. That's what this I'm is saying. definitely after Corporate Rock, I think. Right, Corporate Rock was in '88. So. No, yeah, this is The Rock as a as the babyface in WWF because Stone Cold Steve Austin is on the shelf because he was run over. By the Rikishi. And The Rock is now, I mean, just soaking in the millions. Great house. In the world's most famous arena. And he's awaiting one of his most famous opponents. A home field advantage for his opponent, but The Rock is ready. I have to... I have to think face. that, you know, the Rock and the Brawler would would have fought, you know, early in Rock's days when he still had pineapple hair. Ooh, we got some oh, theme yeah, music here. Jeez, Ken Shamrock looks terrible. Jersey, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. No, get, disgusting. What? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? 
I'd rather him root for a defunct team that's now in LA <laughs> than root for the fucking Yankees. <laughs> this is because you're dating Mets fan forever. That's bias see, right there. Oh, this is, now this is a turn of tables. The Rock is bringing yeah. the fight to the brawler. Yeah. A, a, a Brooklyn oh, Brawlers. This is a Brooklyn Brawler staple, though, for a Brooklyn Brawler match. The <laughs> How many Brooklyn punches, Brawler signs? Punches before the bell is thrown around, always. And here How it many is. Brooklyn this Brawler is signs do you think there are in the crowd right now? I mean, it's it's home it's home field. No, there's there's one Poontang sign though. I see. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Taz six thirty two. How old is the Brawler right here? Oh, he's I don't got know. a uh, two thousand, so that would make him near forty. Oh, Thirty nine. And there's the rock bottom. It's over. <laughs> Out of nowhere. I. What, I look at. He's got those ribs. He made the rock look good. I mean, he did his job. What more do you want from him? Well, I know what I want from him, but we know what Uncle Dave Meltzer wanted from him. Because I have the Wrestling Observer newsletter right here. Uh, March 6, 2000. Same week that Mick Foley and uh, Triple H had their match at No Way Out, the retirement hell in the cell. So Raw twenty Raw on February twenty eighth in Madison Square Garden drew a sellout twelve thousand two hundred fifty six paying three hundred paying three hundred yeah paying three hundred seventy nine thousand four hundred sixty two dollars it was the worst Raw in a long time. Rock came out and guaranteed he'd win the title at Mania. Triple H told Rock he had to start from the bottom with the match with the Brooklyn Brawler. Let's we'll see what Rock has to say. Can you turn that up a little bit? He doesn't feel like leaving New York City. Not even to go back to SmackDown Hotel? He wants to face Abe Knuckleball Schwartz next. Bring your candy ass out here. We, we can't get caught up in watching all these draws over here forever. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, the only other notes Dave Meltzer has on this is Rock beat Brawler in 30 seconds with the Rock Bottom. No, no stars awarded. Well, I would give that a star. That was a hot start. Well, no, he doesn't give stars on on Raws, right? Well, I, I give it on seven TV. stars. That was on the that was I was just as exhilarated by that as I was Kenny Omega and. Kazuchika Okada, the hot start for the Brooklyn Brawler running out there. And he, you know, credit to him, he was fighting in a sweater. It's hot in, inside MSG. Guys, while we're talking about this, you're missing the big show wearing earrings right now. One, <laughs> one earring. So, you know, let, let, let's not gloss over that. Will you hit ear- that pause button, Triple J, right which, now, so it buffers for you next. Uh, which, it is the, the big which, show's left ear. Left, ooh, okay, because the right, you know, you know, the right ear's the, the right ear's the, uh, you know, ear. That if it's in the right ear, that means something. You know that triple G. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really, really up to that. I'd have to go back to fourth grade and ask some people for that information. <laughs> uh, I mean, guys, you know, we're gonna get moving on here, but somebody posed a question about what do you think the brawler's occupation was prior to, uh, you know, enhancement talent. To me, he looks like a furniture mover. You know, something, <laughs> something while, you know, you can smoke and drink and, and, and cuss while you're on the job. I just, I, 
I feel like the vocabulary the Brooklyn Brawler used most of his life we just can't repeat on this show. I already said some things I regret. He definitely used the word spick way too much. Um, in that match against – I mean, Mustamark, do you think when Brooklyn Brawler was told he's facing The Rock that night, he said, what, the Mulatto? Really? <laughs> You're kidding me. Over here. I think the only thing the Brooklyn Brawler said when he got this huge opportunity is thank you, sir, and I'm grabbing that brass ring. I'm going to beat this guy. <laughs> oh, uh, what what match are we going to? or What are we going to next just so I can cue this up? Okay, so coming up next here on Mystery Wrestling Theater at Pongi 3069, the Woo! best of the Brooklyn Brawler who won the poll this week. Uh, it's not a match. It's going back to 1994. And in 1994, there was no baseball. Did you guys remember? You remember that as kids? There was a, a year with no baseball. Do you remember this? There was. I, I do recall that. There was There was no baseball. There was a big strike in the MLB. And the, the whole season was lost. But this was the WWF. And, of course, they would capitalize on that in the middle of the summer. So, on the August 15th, 1994 edition of Monday Night Raw, the Brooklyn Brawler, well, he uh, he developed a little gimmick. He wanted to capitalize on all the baseball controversy. And, Musta Mark, I know you're very fond of this gimmick. It's one of your favorites of all time. Oh, yeah. Tell, tell us about Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Well, uh, another fun fact is actually before the strike, Steve Lombardi was doing this, uh, this, this, I guess, profession. Only his name then was MVP, no relation to Mr. Montel Vontavious Porter. Uh, and then once the strike rolled around, they dug out his old, you know, pantaloons and renamed him Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Is uh, Steve Lombardi a Jew? That's a very Italian-sounding name. I'm not, I'm not sure. Jewish-Italian? Why was it Schwartz? Why Why Schwartz? Why? Sounds good, I guess. Um, I'm, all for, I'm all for more Jewish uh, wrestlers. Barry Horowitz needed a tag team partner at this time. Do you know if him and Abe Knuckleball Schwartz ever tagged? To, uh, to form the Hava Nagila Havas, Musta Mark. No, I, I, that I can't confirm. I, he might have tagged with like Fantasio or like <laughs> yeah, TL perhaps. What? It's, it's just Meshuga. There's no MLB. We're going to come here with the tag team champions, all this Michigas and the WWF. You're killing me. Abe Knuckleball Schwartz, though, he wasn't having this MLB strike. And he let everyone. On Monday Night Raw, no. And this is back when there were a lot of signs on Monday Night Raw, Triple J. Not just in the crowd, but we had signed girls, too. Exactly, we did. Now, uh, you know, maybe a little microwave interference on my end. But I, I'm clicking this link, and it's taking me to the beginning of Raw. You got uh, you to you move up. So you got to take it. 1924 right now. Is that where I'm supposed no, to be? You, That's you wanna- where we need to be. You want to be at exactly, let's take it to 1929, everybody. Let's call it that. Take it to 1929 on the Raw 75, August 15th, 1994, Monday Night Raw. When you click on the Abe Knuckleball Schwartz yeah. 
promo. Uh, this is this is going to be good, and we're going to have to. Is have, he the uh, one in the front right there? D- yes, Doctor Calsonis. Make sure the volume's up because Abe Knuckleball Schwartz is about to cut one of the most important promos for workers' rights on Monday Night Raw in history. Daniel, this was de- this was the Yes Movement <laughs> before <laughs> the Yes Movement. This was Occupy Raw before Occupy Raw, guys. You- yeah, and you know what? Let's uh, we're gonna get to it, but you know, I just want to talk a little bit about this thumbnail that we're all paused on right now. Uh, you got the beautiful sign girl who you know looking like she's wearing some w- WBF gear there. You got the enhancement talent in the ring. Uh, almost looks like Kevin Owens it's, right there. I, w- I would say. Is he fighting a jobber? This is what, not a match. We're gonna, this we're gonna have we're about to. See. to- we're about to watch an Abe Knuckleball Schwartz promo because Steve of, Lombardi. A lot of talent in the ring right now. You, you got Howard Finkel. You got uh, official Tim White in there as well. You know, you don't see anymore. The, everyone talks about the three faces of Foley, but what about the the many faces of the of Steve Lombardi, Moose the Mark? Why is no one talking about that? I mean, there are certain guys in this business, you know, like a a crush. Or a, or, a, or a Steve Lombardi, you know, guys who could just slip on a personality like it's nothing and then just take it off at the end of the day. You know, you wake up in the morning, you're like, who am I going to be today? Am I going to be a dentist? Am I going to be a, a member, a, a BDSM member of Demolition? Am I going to be a cool surfer guy? Am I going to be a plumber, a garbage man? You know, it, there's certain guys, you know, we like to call them everyman, utility guys who, who could do any job you want. You know, it's if Mike Rowe was a wrestler, he just used those experiences and, and become the best superstars he could be. And Steve Lombardi was able to do that in 1994. The WWF looking to get any kind of attention and looking to capitalize on the MLB strike. Here it is, an Abe Knuckleball Schwartz promo for the ages. May the Schwartz be with you, Triple J. Count us down. And we're going to count down starting at three, two, one. He's on strike. Yes, that's Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. An earlier than that. man, you know, letting the audience know, reminding them who it is and what's going on. Let's take you now to the footage of earlier tonight. You know something? I have this whole baseball strike thing figured out. It's the Jews. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he's he's got the Jericho lips. Look at that. What is trendsetter? I'm telling you. Municipal taxpayers' money. A different look for the brawler here. He's very clean. <laughs> Did we ever get to see Abe Knuckleball Schwartz versus the Goon? <laughs> <laughs> <I don't... laughs> The goon, by the way, will be on a poll question in the near future, I'm sure. <laughs> this is probably the only time I can watch anything about baseball. I think this is the only time I can watch it. <laughs> it's really fun watching Steve Lombardi re- remember all the talking points he was given yeah. before this promo. I don't. Re- Did the Brooklyn Brawler ever cut a promo? I saw one brother love show with the Brooklyn Brawler. Oh, I'm sure he did. Oh, 
Are we watching this match too? Yeah, let's do it. This is is this Duke the Dustin say, let's Jersey let's versus the yeah. Dude, if you, if you go back, I think it's just the guy okay. picking up the trash. If you go back to before, like the time, like just like nineteen, you no, know, he started in nineteen twenty-three. Go back to nineteen twenty-two, and it's like the commercial break, and it's like a graphic. This is coming up next, Duke the Dumpster Drosy. They're like <laughs> advertising this guy. Like, stay well, you tuned. You know, some people Don't were probably gonna, some people were you know, probably gonna you know flip to Monday Night Football or go to sleep, but they saw that and they said, "Honey, let's stay up a little longer." Yeah. He looks like uh, Big Mike Elgin. Okay, <laughs> get out of here. Big Mike is Big Mike is cut okay, looking this, great these days. This graphic, Miss Mark, I went back and looked. I found it. I think Duke the Dumpster Joe's is going to be on our next poll question because oh, yeah. this graphic alone puts him up there. Oh my god, they're working out right now <laughs> with a toothpick. Oh, this is at Lowell, Lowell, Did- Massachusetts. Did Duke the Dumpster Drosy work as a garbage man while he was in the WWF, or he was a garbage man who was recruited? Well, they had guaranteed contracts back then. They had to find yeah. I think WWE was his second job, like Alan. These guys are independent contractors. He needs the benefits. Yeah, it's definitely his night job. Was I don't know if it was the best look for the WWF saying, yeah, we've got painted face baseball players who are unemployed because there's a strike right now working in our ring. Uh, they kind of were employing scabs in 1994. Rough years for the WWF, a lot of people would say. A lot of... Uh, better... Well, you said the generation. They were trying things out. They were, you know, experimenting. They thought people wanted to see themselves on TV. They wanted to see garbage men and hockey players and plumbers and... Uh, magicians and baseball players. It's like, I want to, hey, that's me. I'm going to root for that guy. Not because he's from my home city or because. IRS agents. Yeah. How are they going to know he's a baseball player? He's going to have a baseball painted on his face. It just just shows you, man, the Monday Night Warriors were insane. The talent was thin. They had to go outside the box, you know? Well, had Nitro started yet in 1994? No, no, no. But wasn't Hogan in WCW yet? No, yeah, this might be the Hogan. It's probably like WCW, you know, like taping at MGM era. Yeah, there's no Nitro just yet, but it's uh, it's a very odd time. God damn, is that just not the worst face paint you've ever seen on a, on a wrestler? The fucking it's baseball. Really, it's really the occupation era is what it is. <laughs> Do you think there are any occupations they missed? I would have loved to see an evil OBGYN in WWE. Oh, my. (laughs) That might work today with the women's revolution, you know. I'm just saying. There's a lot of great women's talent. If there was some evil uh, gyno just, (laughs) oh, Charlotte Flair, she would be in Money in the Bank, but the gyno uh, screwed her over. I don't know. He, He could do all sorts of stuff. Maybe um, maybe whenever they go to Fox, that, that could take off. But but right now, I don't think it's going to. And right now, we're going to introduce uh, the last match in our best of the Brooklyn Brawler series. We we got the Brooklyn Brawler taking on Omar Atlas, who I believe is Tony Atlas's brother. Is that right, Walker? I can't confirm that or deny that. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 too much research. Come on now, I, I spent all my time on the Brooklyn Brawler. Well, let's click that link. And uh, get ready for it. That is the Brooklyn Brawler versus Omar Atlas. We should be at one hour, 46 minutes, and 38 seconds. Is everybody ready? 
Yes, the link is provided yeah. for you there on brainbusterradio.com or the one of, or the Brainbuster Radio podcast feed. And in three, two, one. Great uh, green screen work there going on, Mooston Mark, right? Pioneering. That's that that Kevin Dunn difference. No, you guys don't even realize that is not green screen. Did you know that? That, None of that was green screen. I'm pretty sure that is. No. That's them standing in front of. I I don't know about that. In front of the fucking. Oh, now it's uh, the uh, crowd. Here's the Brooklyn Brawler coming out with Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yeah, but part of the Heenan family here. And, you know, this this is that period where, you know, the Brawler, I don't think you could really call him a jobber. No, he was featured. He was on the Brother Love Show. And you know how you know he's not a jobber? He's wearing trunks, not not jeans. <laughs> he's still wearing that ripped T-shirt. Tim Wyatt is your referee. Taking on, who is this Omar Atlas from uh, Venezuela, I, I believe? Kind of looks like he, you know, he worked for Carly. <laughs> he bitch slapped him with that Sami Zayn cabbie hat. <laughs> is the brawler going to take his sweatshirt off? Oh, there's the uh, no, but there's the brawler's patented eye rake. How good would have Brooklyn Brawler versus Bobby Lashley uh, feud have been? <laughs> oh, there's the rope. <laughs> I feel like we're seeing that now, right now, aren't we? <laughs> Are you saying Sami Zayn's like the modern-day Brooklyn Brawler? No, no, he's not that high up like the Brooklyn Brawler, but close enough. I don't think the Brawler ever held any championships, did he? Definitely not. Dirtiest sweater, maybe. He won maybe a slammy. Slammy for that. Yeah, but he's probably won many titles in the Brooklyn Street fights. So we've got to account for those. Boost the mark. What what happened the night you were uh, leaving a Brooklyn bar and you saw a guy wearing a sweatshirt with trunks? He's biting him. You know, look, it's it's there's a reason all the celebrities and the best and brightest like to live in this city. It's because they know we're not going to bother them. We know they're just going out for a night on the town, whether you're Jay Z or Taylor Swift or Steve Lombardi. I mean, I saw him. Of course, I saw him. He was. you know, he, leaving the clubs, leaving the clubs, leaving the restaurants, getting out of taxi cabs and tipping the drivers with hundreds. I mean, of course you knew the guy. To live in Brooklyn is to know Stupid Marty, but he gave him his space. If you if he wanted to talk to you, he'll talk to you, and that just made it more special. Yeah, back in the day, if you if you wanted to be any kind of player in Williamsburg. You you needed to know the Brooklyn Brawler. You needed to pass things through him. He ran that town. I'd him have and to Fra- say <laughs> Frank White, obviously. I'd have to say fifty percent of the Brawler's offense is just attacking his opponent's eyeballs. <laughs> is Bobby falling asleep? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really tired. This is. What the fuck is Bobby the Brain eating? This man like this guy. For you think Big Man was like, let's put Bobby on him. Let's see if we can get this guy. This is February twentieth, nineteen eighty nine. The Heenan family is at like its peak. Why is the Brooklyn Brawler? He's he's really look at what he's doing in the ring right now. He looks so winded. 
about to get blown up. <laughs> I wish your Brooklyn Brawler was wrestling with the cigar on. Just like smoking a cigar while wrestling. Oh, there's that little lo- oh. that brawler lariat. If we oh, had a time machine and we could get the brawler and the beer city bruiser together, that would be a winning combination. Oh, here's this. Oh, oh almost like a top rope stroke or something. <laughs> All right, now that's. That brawler has won. Wow. That's just rubbing it in. Whenever you cover a man, basically with your crotch right down on his face, it gives him his hat back. Jeez, he looks like a bad guy from Popeye. That's what he did, though. He looked like him. Dirty, he stinks. What kind of. Now, Moose the Mark, you've lived in Brooklyn. Can you explain the smells of Brooklyn and some of its more uh, oh, prominent you know, citizens? It, honestly, I mean, if the, the, the one smell I associate most with Brooklyn, imagine just a diaper. <laughs> it, it really is. Diapers, diapers smell bad. Diapers, no, diapers smell bad when they're unloaded, so can you imagine? <laughs> Just like imagine a diaper that's like been in the garbage, but then you'd have people like dumping sodas on it, throwing bones <laughs> and like food garbage inside. But right at the bottom, blow everything else, you could always just smell like a vague diaper. And then it rains and it just all gets mixed together. And that's what Brooklyn smells like. <laughs> You've painted a picture there for us. Uh, that's the best of the Brooklyn Brawler, right? We've we've watched it. He's won a match. He won. How many matches has he won in his career? Does anybody have the stats on that? I I cannot. I thought we just saw his only victory or something. He won more than one match. Did you guys see this? Did you guys see this picture of him on his Twitter? This is great. Brawler living the gimmick. Look at this shit. Is this current? At, he posted it not too long ago. At Brawler Real on Twitter. Uh, stop by Hoboken Cigars and try Brawler Cigars. And tell El Don Donato Brawler, Brawler sent you. <laughs> he has his own brand of cigars, I guess. You know what's a real fucking shame is that the Brawler was never, um, ever cast in an episode of the sopranos i feel like that was a real missed opportunity there by tony and uh and and meadow and the rest of them boost the mark yeah you know it was i mean obviously they incorporated some real life celebrities but honestly like you know what do you do with the brooklyn brawler do you have him show up as himself because he's such an icon or do you have him play a character like uh stevie van zandt did i mean you know, the, the Sopranos are more of a New Jersey thing. They didn't really hang out. They didn't fuck with Brooklyn too much. Maybe he could just be hanging out in the Bada Bing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hoboken Brawler Cigar is only sixty nine ninety five for a box of 10. Uh, great Father's Day gift at Don Donato Cigars. Yeah. Long Island, did you see the second photo in his photos and videos? Um, No. Let me look this up. There's one. There's one of Abel in there. I don't know if that's what you're talking about. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, yeah, there he is. So be serious. be somebody nobody thought you could be. I did. <laughs> okay. I mean, coming from match, Brooklyn, I feel like everybody thought. In the match we watched, Abe Knuckleball Schwartz did not have a, a a glove on. He's wearing a Russell glove, right here. 
Brawlers. <laughs> uh, what do you? Uh, what position do you think the Brooklyn Brawler played? In like that Abe played, or like that the Brawler played on weekend, you know, beer league softball. <laughs> I feel like you put him at second base, hoping that everybody you play with is right-handed. I could have swore he would have been a catcher, but I'm surprised to see he looks like an infielder. Moose the Mark, your favorite Steve Lombardi character. Is it Abe Knuckleball, Schwartz, Kim Chi, the Brawler, or Doink the Clown? Um, I got to go with Doink just because I respect him for taking up a legacy in a bad situation and making the best of it. I mean, most of the memories we have of Doink come from the goofy Steve Lombardi WrestleMania 9 era, not the uh, the Matt Bourne evil clown pop and balloons era. You know, the Brooklyn Brawler has a legacy unlike anybody else. It is eclectic. It's insane. It is uh, somewhat problematic. But overall, I think a Hall of Fame career. Uh, you know, we have some lost footage here, too. I want to hear. Uh, I believe Stone Cold Steve Austin interviewed uh, Brooklyn Brawler's yeah. opponent at the end of that match, Omar Atlas. The brawler actually won that match, but Stone Cold Steve Austin interviewed him. Can you play that footage for us, Sir Mel Calsonis? Dr. Calsonis, excuse me. Yeah. Omar, come here, man. That was a hell of a match you just had. Oh, I didn't beat him, though. You know, it was a close match. Hell, son, you did a bust-ass job. You're in there with one of the biggest veterans this game's ever seen. What was your strategy going in? Punch and kick and headlock. Man, well, you sure did punch and kick him quite a lot. But, man, it just wasn't enough. What happened? Why, how did he get the better of you? How the fuck do you lose to the Brooklyn Brawler? How do you lose to a guy like this? I mean, he's talking that trash. You were talking a lot of trash running your mealy mouth before all this. I mean, what happened, man? Ah, but antes, you know, I had like two beers before. And then when I got to the ring, man, it was just too good. You know, I'm on that side rest, so I just sit down, man. <laughs> yeah, I had piece of plenty of beers when I was wrestling, but, you know, I never let it get to me. You know, I'd always have the beers after the match, not before the match. And that's what let me do what I needed to do. Well, Omar, I mean, I want to thank you for everything you've done here. You've done a bust-ass job. I want to thank you for your service. I'm going to catch you all down the road. What a listen. Oh, man. That was a great interview. Good find, Longhouse. Uh, that yeah, that's, that was on the Hidden Gem se- section of WWE Network. I'm not even going to give you guys the link to that. Uh, the Brooklyn Brawler. I don't know how the fuck you lose to it, but Omar Atlas figured out how. Um, this is easily the... For people of of a certain age, the main enhancement talent, he is. I guess. I guess Kurt Hawkins is what to to, to newer fans what the Brooklyn Brawler was to us. Triple G. Uh, yeah, in a way. I mean, the Brawler. I'm sure the Brawler had a streak, but it was never really publicized. And uh, surely, I don't. I don't think he ever went to zero and two hundred. Two today, he hit two two and two. Well, let's hope that fucker goes into the Hall of Fame in Brooklyn. And Moose the Mark, will you be there in attendance? I'll be there with bell. I'll be there with bells on. Will you be wearing a ripped up Yankees T-shirt? Hell no! I would. I would. <laughs> I wouldn't give them the honor. They don't touch this body. <laughs> what? What? What is? Who would be wearing a ripped up Mets T-shirt? I guess that'd be Russo. No, he's a Giants fan. 
I don't know. Dude, big cast, I'm telling you. Hey. Well, hey. that's that'll be going down on Brainbuster Radio later this uh, weekend for Money in the Bank. But uh, guys, that's the Brooklyn Brawler mystery wrestling theater Rapongi three thousand sixty nine episode two in the books. We we've hit Gilbert and now the Brooklyn Brawler. I feel like we are really shining a light on some of the greats that people need to start fucking recognizing. Wired. 100% agree. It's, it's why this was created. We want to look at the, the people that nobody else are looking at and, and that make this thing, make this show just great. And WWE great. Absolutely. And next week, uh, episode three should be a doozy because we have, I think, some great poll question ideas at the Brain Busters on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You could go vote. Our poll questions will go up as soon as the show is posted this week. And I'm going to throw two out there. You guys could throw a couple more out if you want. But here are my two. Okay. Next week for the poll question, I want to watch. I, I think we should go from we've had a couple of legendary American jobbers, right? Now let's talk about some masked wrestlers. I want to do next week either Sin Cara 2011, no, 2010 through 2013 is this or just a ploy to get tiger mask back on the pole <laughs> no tiger mask will not be back on the pole until a later date this week i want to do sin cara 2010 or 11 i don't know when he debuted to 2013 or ultimo dragon in the wwe those are my two suggestions if you guys want to throw any more up there I mean, Ultimo Dragon gets my vote between the two of them right now. Uh, I mean, if we're, if we're talking uh, masked wrestlers, I, I wish there could be a best of the executioner, but I don't think that exists. Can we add La Parka in there? I just want to talk about his dancing. Oh, Vidman would love yeah. that if he was here. So you want to add La Parka to the poll? Okay, we have four slots, so there's one slot left, Wired. Can I add uh, maybe not so much a uh, a wrestler, but a moment in time, maybe or a, a, like a spot? I really want to go back and you say about Vinman loving Lapark. I think he's going to love this one because he might be an expert on it. I want to go back and revisit uh, the King of the Road match in WCW. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> if that's going to be in the poll, we might as well <laughs> even have a poll. <laughs> Are you for uh, real? You. I, I really want to throw. I mean, I don't want to trump all you guys. Should I throw that maybe some other poll, some other time? Then do you are if you if you really want to? I, mean, I, I think I want to throw it. it in there. I want to see how it. And and if and if it loses, if it wins, then maybe we can throw these three guys on as a on the next week's poll. Yeah, that's fine. Just because you don't win this week doesn't mean that you know you're not going to have a last chance poll to try to get back in it. But yeah, I'm fine with throwing that in there. So then we have four potential uh, features for next week's edition of Mystery Wrestling Theater Rapongi 3069. Wired, what are those four poll questions then? Everyone could vote. Four choices. What are they? So we had King of the Road that I just mentioned. La Parca in, in WCW, I assume. Mila Katsonis? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, and then we had Sin Cara, or also known as Botch Cara from 2000. Give me the year again, Long Allen. 11 through 13. 2011 through 13. And <laughs> and then the last one being, you're going to have to remind me, Long Allen. Sorry. The King of the Road match. 
Didn't you say no, that? I said that one. What was your other oh, choice? Ultimo Dragon. Ultimo Dragon and WWE. Those are pretty good. I mean, I want to talk about all four of them if we could. But uh, the poll will be up after this show posts, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we're, I'm excited, man. Jeez, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be really good next week. This week was gr- wonderful, reminiscing about the Brooklyn Brawler. The thing about the Brooklyn Brawler is there. Are, I mean, on the WWE Network alone. So many more links we could have provided and watched this week. Triple J, the Brooklyn Brawler, he might have had, he might be on top of uh, the list in terms of the amount of matches had within a WWF ring, and that and that is very impressive. But you know, Kurt Hawkins is coming for him with that record. Kurt Hawkins might make this make this show pretty soon too. Wired, I don't know. I think he's coming for the brawler. Uh, I mean, you know what? The man with the greatest handshake in the world. Uh, I wouldn't mind putting him on the poll either. Kurt Hawkins. Well, he's not on the poll for next week. Next week, the poll is. Here it is. Let's lay it out one more time. Ultimo Dragon in WWE. La Parca. Sin Cara 2011 through 2013. Or the King of the Road match. From WCW, I believe that was uncensored, 1995? Uh, you are correct. Sir. Yeah. So, we'll definitely have to have Vinman back for that episode. But next week, the poll should be absolutely competitive this week. And you could vote at the Brain Busters on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. The poll question will be up. And, guys, that's it for this week. Uh, Mil Calzones, doctor, come down. You could... Turn off the projector. We're done. Close the theater up. I'm all out of popcorn. We can go home now. All right. <laughs> Dr. Gosselin, right. how'd you sneak that torta in, man? That's impressive. I'm, I'm, you're impressive. And you and you controlled the projector. That's that's great. As long as you don't have cell phones on during the movies, it's cool. And we appreciate you joining us today on Mystery Wrestling Theater Rapongi 3069. Man called Wired. Anything left before we get out of this movie theater? Uh, hashtag Brawler HOF 2019. For Jumpin' Jacob J, Moose the Mark, Mil Calzonas, a man called Wired, and Long Allen Ice T. I'm Long Allen Ice T saying thanks for watching the best of the Brooklyn Brawler with us this week on Mystery Wrestling Theater, Rapongi 3069. Oh!